Vanetics with Gabriel of Urantia and Neon Emerson Chase, an ongoing series of lectures and teachings on spiritual leadership, personal change, and the principles of divine administration. Part of the curriculum of the University of Ascension Science and the Physics of Rebellion. More information can be found at uaspr.org. This episode is titled, The Very Difficult Job of Changing Consciousness on a Fallen World, Individual Consciousness and Mass Consciousness. As change agents, this is your job. Here is Neon Emerson Chase. Good old Time Magazine, and some of you have probably seen this. This is really a nice issue. It shows Albert Einstein as person of the century with Franklin Delano Roosevelt and Mohandas Gandhi as runners-up. Many other individuals who had great influence in the 20th century were considered, such as Martin Luther King, Winston Churchill, Joseph Stalin, and Adolf Hitler, just to name a few. The articles around these individual men is how they impacted others to move into a leadership position in their fields. Einstein's theories not only altered the consciousness of the scientific world, it reverberated beyond science, influencing modern culture. His theory of relativity indirectly paved the way for a new relativism in morality, arts, and politics. And the theory of relativity had its effect on religion also. There was less faith in absolutes not only of time and space, but also of truth and morality. It allowed individuals to pull away from traditionalism and explore other ways to look at reality. Many writers, painters, scientists, mathematicians, and theologians arose with products and ideas that deviated away from the status quo, and thus minds were expanded. The criteria for selecting the person of the century for Time magazine had to do with three great themes about our century and what this century, the 20th century, I should say last century, will be remembered for. These are the themes. The ability of courageous individuals to resist authority in order to secure their civil rights. The grand struggle between totalitarianism and democracy. The explosion of scientific and technical knowledge that unveiled the mysteries of the universe and helped secure the triumph of freedom by unleashing the power of free minds and free markets. What then was looked for in the criteria of the person of the century is how they influenced one in these three themes. When you look at these three themes of the century, they are all about freedom and democracy in relation to capitalism, as is practiced mainly in the United States and Britain. Even the explosion of scientific and technical knowledge is looked at as helping individuals move into free minds and free markets. The reality, though, is that the majority of people on this planet are not yet free to profit from the democracy and capitalism that has been established. 
That so-called freedom is for a select few in relation to the six billion people presently resident on Urantia. In fact, most who profit from the capitalism on Urantia do so at the expense of other people and the ecological well-being of our planet. What I notice about the consideration of Mohandas Gandhi is his political aspirations, resisting authority in order to secure civil rights. It is true that he was more of a political leader than a religious one, but it was his religious convictions that guided his political life. Only part of Gandhi's goals were accomplished. India did gain independence from Britain, but not as a result of an entirely nonviolent resistance. Many violent eruptions ensued in the process of India gaining independence, and Gandhi was grieved by this. He stated, Everybody is eager to garland my photos, but nobody wants to follow my advice. And there was no peaceful union of the two major religions of India, Hindu and Muslim. And as a result, Pakistan was formed as a separate country for Muslims. And today, over 50 years later, there is a precarious nuclear situation between India and Pakistan. Einstein experienced similar disappointments and discouragements as Gandhi did. The atom bomb and nuclear weapons are a result of Einstein's theory of relativity. Even though Einstein was an ardent activist for peace and admired Gandhi, What both of these great individuals discovered was that no matter how wonderful an example they were in their lives as to living their ideals, no matter how much they were admired and looked up to, their life's work did not accomplish the goals that they wanted. For the spiritual consciousness of most people had not really changed. Why did such an iniquitous man as Adolf Hitler have such an influence in our century that he would even be considered by the Time magazine as man of the century? Why did the majority of people in his country allow his power to take over? Why did even the German churches take a stance of support for Hitler, preaching from pulpits that had the swastika hanging from them? Why was Joseph Stalin considered? This is a man who was responsible for at least six million deaths of his own Russian people. And some Russian people say he was responsible for 10 million deaths. It says something of the consciousness of the 20th century and the state of the planet when men such as Hitler and Stalin go down in history as having such an important impact and influence in our century. It says something of the 20th century when more people were murdered in conflicts in those hundred years than in the totality of the previous 499,000 years. Reading about the 20th century is like reading about the Lucifer Rebellion in the Urantia book, in spite of all the scientific and technical progress that was made. 
Those great individuals, such as Einstein, Roosevelt, Gandhi, Luther, Churchill, as well as many others, did contribute to the progress of Urantia. But every single one of them struggled with their disappointments in what they considered the smallness of their impact. The individuals that comprised the masses did not follow through with carrying out the ideals of these men. Their own selfishness and erroneous ways prevented the full implementation of these great men's goals. Jesus said in one of his sermons, Do you not realize that the hope of a better nation or a better world is bound up in the progress and enlightenment of the individual? The Urantia book indicates that true progress and enlightenment of a person involves psychic circle attainment, the progress of the intellectual and spiritual aspects of an individual. The Urantia book also indicates that moving forward in the psychic circles requires revelation, epical and personal. Epical revelation is for the masses of a planet. Today, the epical revelation is the Urantia book and continuing fifth epical revelation. Epical revelation today deals with absolutes of God and spiritual and cosmic facts. Personal revelation is messages from the living spiritual forces to individuals for their personal unfoldment and ascension. Jesus was the fourth epical revelation, and he did present God's absolutes. But he also was a personal revelation in how he lived his life, making the highest choices moment to moment in God's perfect will. He ministered to individuals dealing with their unique situations. In fact, the individual is always valued over the masses. On page 1875 in the Urantia book, we are told that Jesus was always ready and willing to stop a sermon or detain a multitude while he ministered to the needs of a single person, even to a small child. And Jesus taught that each individual was so valued by God that the angels rejoiced together over just one person who repents of their error, their sin, and their iniquity. Over and over again, the Urantia book states how important each individual personality is and how much energy is put into each person to bring them into enlightenment. Part of the Lucifer Manifesto that was put forth 200,000 years ago denied that. Denied that there was the reality of the energy being put into these individual personalities and that it was totally unnecessary. Besides the many orders of celestial beings concerned with the welfare of humankind, individual humans, as well as groups, that the Urantia book reveals to us, we each have a fragment of the Father, the Son, and the Mother within us. We call that the threefold spirit. In spite of the help we get from these living spiritual forces, we humans continue to struggle to listen and to follow the counsel of these living spiritual forces. 
In the section, Religion and the Individual, on pages 1,130 to 1,132 of the Urantia book, we're told that every human being very early experiences something of a conflict between his or her self-seeking and his or her altruistic impulses. And many times, the first experience of God consciousness may be attained as the result of seeking for superhuman help in the task of resolving such moral conflicts. Again in that section, moral choosing is usually accompanied by more or less moral conflict. There is indeed a struggle between the higher and lower natures of individuals. It is this inner struggle that most individuals do not want to deal with. They don't want to deal with it in their own selves, and they certainly don't want to deal with it in others. And that is why the activist work of changing the consciousness of individuals is so difficult, whether it be in the political, the social, the environmental, or the religious arena. For an individual to change his or her ideas about anything, especially the spiritual, requires much effort. On page 1097 of the Urantia book, under the section Problems of Growth, we are told that there can be no growth without psychic conflict and spiritual agitation, that we will experience tremendous commotion in our minds when shifting. Loyalties are not exercised in behalf of the great, the good, the true, and the noble without a struggle. And the human intellect protests against being weaned from subsisting upon the non-spiritual energies of temporal existence. The slothful animal mind rebels at the effort required to wrestle with cosmic problem-solving. We all know how difficult it is to deal with our own selves in our growth process. What a battle it can be. We also know how difficult it can be to minister to another individual who is struggling in their own process. How much energy and time it takes of us to move on in our consciousness. So, of course, to work with the mass consciousness is even more difficult. Thank goodness for the individuals throughout history who have persevered in changing themselves and then working to enlighten others. It is because of those extraordinary individuals that Urantia has progressed to where it is. And we have progressed. Each one of us, Destiny Reservists here, is being called by God to become extraordinary and make a great impact on the 21st century. We can do it, and we need to get on with it in this 21st century and definitely have a different impact in the 21st century. And I did want to share very briefly my own personal process that I'm going through in this. We have always in our ministry over the many years, we have always had people who have come against us and gossiped and on and on and on. It's always been painful. 
But we realize that every single individual or group who is trying to make a change for the better, who is trying to shift in consciousness themselves as well as encouraging others to shift, do come up against these types of things because you're coming against the status quo. You're coming against the slothful animal mind, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But in the last, I'd say, six weeks or so, I have felt a very intensified grief over how most people see us here. It's a grief that I can't even express, but it's so big and so heavy. I realize how difficult this job is that we have, and I also realize how precious and how important the epical revelation of the Urantia book and continuing fifth is, and how every individual on this planet needs to embrace the concepts of that revelation in order to shift in their consciousness. Gandhi, this beautiful man who was such a a wonderful example for his followers and disciples in nonviolent resistance, and yet many of his followers resorted to violence. And that is why he was so heartbroken and felt like, in the end, that he really hadn't accomplished that much. Yeah, so India's gained its independence from Britain, but in a violent manner. And then what happened? There was no unity among the Indian people. And the 50 years of India, some of you may have studied the history of India, especially the last 50 years. It's been a very, very bloody, bloody 50 years, half a century for India, with so much civil strife among the people. And it's heartbreaking, and I'm sure that Gandhi if he's in the mansion worlds, is looking with great grief over his beloved country. The same thing happened with Jesus and with many, many people who over the last 2,000 years tried to bring through Jesus's teachings. It is so difficult to really, really follow through and be consistent in your activism And I think it's even more difficult today, for we have so many tantalizing things that can pull people away and distract people. So it is a challenge. It is a definite challenge. I would presume that each one of you, at some time in your walk, if you have not yet, you too will suffer the grief of having people so misunderstand us, not really realize the beauty of what's going on here. And as we've said over and over, the most important thing that's going on here is the transition that's going on within each individual. And remember, that's the most important thing, the movement forward and the ascension within individuals. And whether we are here or whether we are living somewhere else, pursuing another avenue of life, life is not easy on this planet. It is a struggle And for anyone who is a compassionate person, who is a sensitive person, who is a person who thinks, there is no way that you can be walking around in bliss 100% of the time. Remember, I've talked about how you can have the peace of God that passes all understanding, and you can have that joy and yet still experience frustration and grief because we're tapestries and each thread is interwoven with others. So you can have joy and peace interwoven with grief. 
and sadness, frustration. We do need to move forward, and we will bother. So let's definitely make a difference, starting in five minutes. <laughs> Thank you. Vanetics with Gabriel of Urantia and Neon Emerson Chase, an ongoing series of lectures and teachings on spiritual leadership, personal change, and the principles of divine administration. Part of the curriculum of the University of Ascension Science and the Physics of Rebellion. More information can be found at uaspr.org.